Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode number 434 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today I have somebody who's uh, who's already been on the podcast a couple of times, actually. His name is Kelvin Ma. He's the founder of Rankbreeze, which is a tool that you can use to maximize your Airbnb bookings. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today because the title of this podcast is Setting Up Your Airbnb Listing for Faster Profits. So quite a bold statement there. Uh, so Kelvin, welcome to the show. I'm excited to uh, dive into it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm excited to, to dive it in too. Uh, I think I've been on the show twice now. It's certainly been a while. You know, there's been a whole pandemic in between everything. So I'm very, very excited to chat with you, Jasper, and, and uh, to chat with the, the rest of the Get Paid for Your Pat family. Yeah, for sure, man. And I was just looking at uh, some, uh, some stats and we did a podcast on Airbnb SEO. And that's actually a, a top five episode in terms of oh. downloads. So yeah, just you know, no pressure. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that is mostly what I spend my day talking about doing as well. So you know, even though we're going to possibly lightly touch on those aspects, for sure, people can listen to that that last episode, and uh, hopefully, we can dive into it too. Because you know, there's been things that have been changed, and and as you know, that was that was quite a while ago, and and things yeah. are always changing on on Airbnb. But yeah, so we should we just kick it off? It's uh, it's a five part framework on um, setting up your properties for for faster profits, and you know, I think this would be great too if if uh, Jasper you could you know chime into and add in different points if uh, when, when you see fit and. Uh, we'll we'll just kind of go into it. So so the first part of the five step framework is where to invest. You know, usually first things first are regulations, right? Those are those are kind of the first things you want to be aware of, uh, especially if you're going to be setting up locally in your area. But I think another thing is you just want to be mindful of where that future demand is going to go to as well. We we kind of already mentioned uh, you know coronavirus and, and things like that, but the one interesting thing that that I noticed was that the shift for travel you know went back to the traditional vacation rental market. Airbnb blew mm-hmm. up and became this this huge urban urban thing, which is still going on. But at the same time, people weren't really that interested in traveling to cities. And right now, U.S. borders are are just opening up, at least to to Canadian drivers. But in general, where to invest, you got to understand your regulations and then try and look at strong future demand. I know that uh, Jasper and Eric just picked up a new property somewhere in the mountains, I think. <laughs> it, it looks very, very mountainous. But you know that's, that's an excellent choice because you could just kind of tell that even though all this stuff happened, the flexibility of the vacation rental product was, was so, so strong that people were able to just 
travel didn't, you can't take travel out of people. I think that's, that's the one thing you really learned. Can't take travel out of people. So where to invest is important. Regulations, strong, strong future demand, even looking at rankings actually is going to help you. Sometimes if you just, honestly, you just turn off your, uh, let's say you, you go onto Airbnb and you do, you do what we call it. It's called a top level city search where you don't have any filters in place. You've just got properties and that's it. You, you can put a guest count filter in there if you want, but you don't have to do that. And you can just look and see where those properties are, are showing up there that, that are really, really top ranked and there's no dates applied or anything like that. That kind of gives you an idea for where the most popular areas are too, because Airbnb is a matchmaking system and they know that popular areas tend to do well. So it's just, it's just a really easy way to, to kind of see where to possibly set your new property up. And if you're really, really, really open to any market per se, I would strongly say that from what we've seen from, from our users, our customers, that some of the best performing portfolios are actually people who ended up expanding to different places than their, their, their own home. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's really interesting. I never thought about uh, just going to Airbnb and just searching without any search parameters and just kind of see what pops up. But I think uh, I think you're right, and I think a couple couple things to add to that is number one is um, you know creating unique experiences. I think is uh, is really really important, especially with the new flexibility that Airbnb have added to the platform. Right now, you can say like, "Hey, I, I want to stay at a at a cabin in the mountains." You know, what's the nearest one? Or show me the options versus saying like, "Oh, I want to go to this particular place," or you're saying like, "Oh, I want to stay at a treehouse," or so there's there's a lot more flexibility on the Airbnb platform, and really cool to see how quickly Airbnb is adapting. Right? I mean, they they came out with two major major updates this year. You know, I, I don't see that happening on on Booking.com or or VRBO. So yeah, I agree with you, man. Like I think the secondary markets, remote markets, I think those places, the tra- traditional vacation rental markets that you mentioned. Uh, have been rediscovered by by or have been discovered by a different avatar, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I like a couple of years ago, you would ask me like, "Hey, who who goes to traditional vacation rental markets?" And I've been to a few in the U.S. and I was surrounded by snowbirds. Like I was on, I was on the beach somewhere in Florida, and there were snowbirds. Who my understanding is those are Canadian people who you know escaped the cold. Yes, sir. <laughs> and it was mostly, you know, mostly older people, mostly retired people. So that was kind of my, you know, my view on like those traditional markets. We are now in Idlewild, which you were right. It's a it's a mountain town in California. And we are seeing a completely different avatar. We're getting couples, you know, in their early 20s. We're getting families. We're getting a lot of different type of avatars that are staying with us. And one thing I'll mention to you is... Uh, we're seeing a lot of people traveling with pets. Yep. And that's one thing that I, I really think that this has changed during the Corona pandemic. A lot of people got dogs because in a lot of places that was an excuse to go outside and walk around. And number two is people have gotten really attached to their pets. Cause like if you're locked up with your pets for like a year and a half and you have nobody else to talk to, now you have like a super strong bond with your dog. You're not going anywhere without it. This may or may not sound strange, but I'll I'll actually go on vacations for the purpose of my dog to have a vacation. <laughs> uh, my dog's pretty old now, you know. She's she's twelve years old, so you know she's she's uh you know I don't know how much time we're gonna have left together. So we, we've actually well we actually plan vacations so that she can go and uh, 
and you know go in the water and stuff like that uh so yeah no it's very very true very very true also uh, jasper too i'm not sure if you know like this exactly but we do have some new parts of of rank freeze one particular thing i think it's really cool is uh we've got this chrome extension now and if you add if you have this chrome extension installed pretty much whenever you're cruising on airbnb you can click a little button it says get listing data you can see all of the well not all the stats but you see like estimated income occupancy rates and and average daily rates of of any property and uh if you have that extension installed when you position it on like a specific area let's say you're looking somewhere maybe some other town in california you kind of got it positioned uh the airbnb positioned the airbnb map positioned there's another little button uh, called mark your port you click that and we'll just collect all the properties in that area and give you uh kind of some stats around around that and that's pretty much i guess that, that's kind of aligned with with where to invest mm. so if that's useful tool for you guys then then i guess just know that, that that's available maybe so let's let's go to the next one so that's the first framework is is first part of the framework is where to invest the second is when to launch <laughs> that's that's uh you know if you have if you have the capabilities of launching at a time that you can choose you know if you time it correctly i think that that's one thing that turns people off is when they launch a property and it's kind of in the slow season right it's just not as fun for people when that happens and i totally understand why that occurs because there's just you know you get a new property you don't want it sitting there for that long but if you're really really specific with it you can actually launch your property you know 30 to 60 days before the busy season comes on board and that's i think will be less stressful <laughs> for a lot of people at the very you know it's well it's going to be stressful for everyone quite frankly if you're new to this or if you've already been doing this for for quite a while an easy way to look at seasonality trends is if you go to if you go to google trends which i think is I think it's trends.google.com, I believe is the is the website. And you can type in something like Airbnb and then your city uh, or VRBO, your city. Uh, and or or you can even look up actually hotels and then your city. And you'll kind of see some charts and and they'll be up and down, but that that'll kind of tell you the the overall search demand that is coming into that area for Airbnbs, VRBOs. And, and hotels. And that'll kind of get you to visually see the, you know, what is the beginning of, of that busy season. So if the peak is the very top, when does that, when does that first little run-up occur of, in terms of searches? And that's, that's an excellent area to kind of start to launch your property. Or you could, you could also look at occupancy rates too, but I think it's, it's, I actually like the Google, the Google trends approach a lot more. Awesome. I'm, uh, I'm doing it as you speak, but uh, there's not enough data for Adwild. So I, I did Airbnb out of wild, but now I'm gonna do hotel out of wild. See how that uh, how that performs. Interesting. There's definitely a lot more searches for hotels generally, just because I mean hotels have been around for, for a lot longer, and it's a lot you know it's a it's a very general statement too. Okay, well that's a that's a cool uh, that's a cool tool. I've I've never never thought about that. I think out is just too small, so it's not it's not giving me any data, but. Uh, <laughs> You can also, yeah, you can also look at other areas that are pretty popular. I think, I don't know where Idlewild is, but if it's close to Big Bear, you know, that's a very, very popular destination mm -hmm. in uh, in California. So there's probably some correlation between those two places because they're they're both yeah. in the same state for the most part. Yeah, that's a good point. You can always look at similar markets or markets that are nearby to, to look at the trends. I like it. So where to invest, when to launch. 
And then what's the what's the third step? Uh, the third step is, you know, you've you've kind of got everything settled and you're kind of deciding when it's when's the right time to launch. And of course, it's time to kind of well, it's time to create your your listing description. Third part is what to use in your title and your description. So for us, we how we like to do titles and descriptions are are very SEO based, I guess. So we could probably uh, deep double click on on this part of it of the conversation on SEO. And so for your titles, the one thing that well, titles and your cover photo and your title are so 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 important uh, because. Airbnb is a, is a marketplace. VRBO is a marketplace. All of them are marketplaces. And they're also search engines at the end of the day. And a lot of these search engines are relying on different metrics. Um, Airbnb has got about 150 plus different factors that they're analyzing. One of those factors is called the click-through rate. And the click-through rate is just the number of people who clicked on your property divided by the number of people who who, who saw your property in general. So they may not have clicked on it, but it was just the overall eyeballs on, on the page there. And you know the, the, the duty of, of a listing description is to, of course, sell for you. <laughs> really, that's what it's doing. It's there to, to sell this property so that you can get those bookings. But before they even get to that opportunity to inspect the other areas of your listing, you know your cover photo and of course your first five photos are probably very, very important, not just because of the fact that the property has five photos displayed when you click on the listing to make it bigger, but also at least from, you know, I've kind of gone around and, and clicked clicked around to see how far I'm willing to click <laughs> those little thumbnails. For me, it's five, actually. I've, I noticed that it's five clicks and I'll usually go in and open up a new property or sorry, open up the whole page. But uh, in terms of the title, you want it to be bold, you want to have a call to action. If you have a new opportunity, if you using different keywords that are very, how do I say this, that, that are very strong in terms of a strong call to action. You know, sometimes there's, I really like it when people do new or renovated, like those things are, they just stand out so much more because not everyone has a new property. Not everyone has a new, uh, sorry, a renovated property either. But beyond that, you know, in terms of performing better in, in search, we found that Amenities, putting amenities in your title, as well as points of interest are huge, huge ways to take advantage of mm -hmm. Airbnb as a search engine. And there's lots of different ways that people are going to find your Airbnb. Uh, one of the ways is by looking at what's known as like a search suggestion. So for example, you might be on Airbnb and you're on the little title area there and you might type in something like Miami penthouse or something like that. And you generally you'll you'll see a whole bunch of properties just pop up right there in the uh in the in the search bar there. So that's you know that's a whole that's another reason why you should be adding amenities and points of interest into your into your into your title there. And I know I said penthouse it's not really I guess it's not really an amenity it's not really a, a point of interest but I think we I think we're we're kind of I think you guys kind of know what I mean by that. Yeah. Um another thing is looking just at least in from the rank breeze perspective, what we do is we actually collect a whole bunch of different properties in the area within like a certain radius. And then we also look at the top ranking properties and we put all that stuff together and we find the most commonly used phrases as well as the most unique phrases. And uh, there's just a couple of suggestions and things like that, that that you can add. But for the most part, it's usually things like points of interest, amenities, and those more unique things like, like new and renovated that's what you can use in your title and, and uh, also add some, some other potential keywords into your descriptions too. We talked about the first five photos 
being very, very important. I think sometimes there's some questions around maybe what they should put as your first five photos. One question is, should we make it almost like as if it's a it's a tour around your property? I think sometimes like some people like to put like, it's almost like a virtual tour around the property. For us, we've just noticed it doesn't really make that big of a difference how you do it. If, if you want to do it that way, you can. In our case, we we would prefer to put pretty much like your best five photos. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's like a walking tour or not. It's the first, it's the best five photos. And adding a bit of variance in those photos too is quite helpful. And yeah. since we're on the variance topic, I think one thing that, that uh, maybe like an interesting little thing to know is that Airbnb a long time ago, when they were kind of building their, their search algorithm, they were trying to figure out, okay, how do we rank these properties? And if we, let's say, let's put in properties that have huge amounts of clicks or huge amounts of like fairly high occupancy, because they generally thought, okay, high occupancy generally means it's a pretty good listing and high click through rate usually means it's pretty attractive listing. Maybe sometimes it's like a funny listing, but regardless, it's got a high click through rate. But what they noticed was that when they did all that uh, the through like, you know, let's call it like version five of their, of their search engine. And they had all these great properties out there for their perspective. They noticed that it wasn't actually helping them <laughs> overall to show so many properties that looked so similar and were so were so outstanding. So they noticed that if they put in just a little bit of variance in there, which is, you know, which includes new properties. When you when you launch a new property, you usually get a, a bump in search mm -hmm. uh, in search rankings. So that's one reason why it's added in there. But then there's some sometimes there's properties where you kind of question why those properties are even ranked on the first page. It's actually because from the test that Airbnb has run, they found that adding some variance in their in the properties that they show ends up leading to more conversions. So more bookings happening overall for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense because if every listing looks the same and then something that there's a lot, there's this there's this thing that when when there's a, just a few of something, it it's, looks more attractive, right? Yeah, when, yes. when something is scarce, right? Scarcity is something that it's, is attractive, right? So so what I'm thinking is, you know, if I'm looking at 10 properties, and you know one has a swimming pool then my mind goes to like oh i want the one with the swimming pool but if there's like eight swimming pools then i'm just like ah you know swimming pool can everybody's got a swimming pool that's you know that's not so yeah. uh, <laughs> that's not so it doesn't seem that attractive then so yeah, you're just in you're just in florida <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah so i think that's that's interesting to note but yeah on that note um you know one thing that i always tell my students is before you decide what your featured image and your title is, go do a search in your neighborhood and pretend that you're an Airbnb guest and really pay attention to like, what does the, the listings look like? What the, what's the thumbnails like? What are the titles like? And then, you know, choose a photo that looks different than what most people have. So if you if most people have a swimming pool, then you know maybe you put a picture of the beach, or if most people have the living room picture of the living room, then you put a picture of your bedroom or a picture of your view, or even when it comes to the colors, you know if all the colors are kind of green bluish, you have a purple couch, put a picture of the purple couch, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because like before somebody can click on your listing, they have to they have to see it first, and our eyes go to what stands out, right? Yeah, totally. It's uh <laughs> I guess you could almost imagine if you were 
somebody who is trying to run ads on Facebook or something like that. You've got all, or Instagram, you know, you've got people, probably Instagram is probably a better example, but you've got all these people scrolling mindlessly <laughs> for the most part. And then how do they stop that? So next time, next time you do, next time, next time you see that on Instagram, maybe just take a little bit of know that. Personally for ourselves, we, we actually just collect a bunch of different pictures essentially that we find interesting. You know, sometimes there's like a picture of uh, two dogs on a bench outside the park from their house. You know, it's so odd, but so cool <laughs> that, you know, you want to save it so you don't, so you don't forget it, especially. Yeah. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com, code PAD, which is P-A-D. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, really good points. Um, I'm actually going to change our titles. I'm going to put pet-friendly, free parking, and hot up in our titles. See how that yeah. goes. Yeah, definitely do that. You know, I think people do put, people like to put their brand names on there. And I absolutely understand why you'd want to put your brand name on there, but such valuable space that nobody really knows the brand name. Uh, it's okay to maybe put the brand name inside of the description, but for the most part, you know, use that title, optimize it as much as you can for search and you're good to go from there. Cause yeah, they're going to get the top three selling points. You can probably put three types of things, three you know, three amenities, three points of interest, something like that in there. And, um, and, and yeah, you got to get that click. That's what you're, you're trying to get yeah. for. Awesome, man. So where to invest, when to launch, what to put in your title description, what's number four, what's the fourth factor in our, in our master plan here? <laughs> so the four, the fourth factor, which is probably widely covered is, is how to price your property, but I'll probably give you know, there's a there's a lot of different resources on on how to price your property. Like on our blog, we've got we've got a really good article. I don't remember the name of it, but I think it's like 11 tips to 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 price your your Airbnb. But in general, one of those tips is is called break even pricing. And you know, if you're just starting out with your Airbnb and you're just not really sure what to price it at, maybe you have a new property, maybe getting a new property, or maybe you maybe you, this is the first time you're hosting on Airbnb. One of the things that we suggest is just to make some considerations and we call it break-even pricing. And that means that you take all the weekend dates that you have, maybe Friday and Saturday, those were weekends to, to me at least, Fridays and Saturdays, uh, maybe even Sundays, you can include Sundays in there too, but take all three of those days and take your monthly cost that you have for rent and just divide it by the number of weekend days that you have so that you know that because most of the time your weekends are going to be filled before your weekdays. So this is, this doesn't like, you know, this is not, we're not talking about smart pricing or anything like that. We're just talking about like actual base rates. And in general, if you make sure that you can at least 
break even for your weekends, everything on your weekdays is essentially just profit on the top. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe one very simple tip surrounding how to price your property at the very beginning. We just call it break even pricing, where you know that if you're going to sell all your weekends, you're going to break even, and all the bookings in the middle of the week on the weekdays are are just going to be gravy on top. Yeah, you know, and and you know, <laughs> pricing. We could, I mean, we could talk like. We could probably talk an entire hour about about pricing, but oh, in general, there are a lot more hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, in in like really big companies or in hotels, you know, they've got revenue managers, and in some short term rentals, they're doing re- you know there's there's revenue managers that exist. But just from like a very simple standpoint, you know, it's break even pricing, and then breaking things down in terms of seasons. You know, how ask yourself how many seasons do you have in your area? Most Places probably have two seasons, you know, that's uh, possibly, I mean, you might have four, four seasons, three seasons, two seasons, most likely. But once you break down the seasons, then you can kind of look at how to essentially break those, those prices up. Um, You can do, for example, I think generally how people kind of graduate through pricing is they'll do the same price for every day at the very beginning, because that, that happens, right? You might turn on your Airbnb smart pricing, but but let's assume it's it's turned off. So in general, though, you know, you just want to have your weekends a little bit higher than your weekdays. And then that's when, and then once you've kind of got that settled, you'll have some seasonal differences in there. And then of course, the final end of it is, is when you're adding in dynamic pricing or something like signal-based pricing, where you're, you know, it's not quite dynamic, but it's more along the lines of, okay, we know that a concert is coming through or an uh, increase in flight tickets have been booked. So for us, we'll look and, okay, and we see, okay, well, that makes sense for us to, to raise prices around is your season there. But, you know, that's pretty deep topic and lots of different rules that you can put in place. But in general, I hope that um, at least we've covered the pricing for beginners. You know, when you're just mm-hmm. coming in, sometimes you just don't know what to do. Yeah. So I think best... Break-even pricing is like the best way to to price, at least at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to get started. And then uh, what I would add is, uh, you know, as as bookings are, if you get a lot of bookings coming in, and your all your weekends are booked out for like a month or two, then you know immediately start raising those prices um, until you hit kind of like a sweet spot where it's like, you know, I'm about let's say fifty percent booked in the next thirty day out, days out, and about thirty percent booked in the next 90 days. I always feel like, you know, the difference from market to market, but I always feel like that's a good kind of guideline for people who are uh, just getting started. I think the major, the biggest beginner mistake is to underprice because it just feels good to get all those bookings coming in. Right. And before you know it, you're booked up for three months and you realize later, like, oh man, I could have charged like twice as much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, at the very beginning too, you kind of want to take advantage of Airbnb giving you that extra search visibility Mm -hmm. and price right. You know, um, new properties can get sold with higher prices, especially if they have, you know, pretty good photography, I find, just because people are willing to kind of go behind that. And if you, I mean, and also if you have other reviews on another property, that's going to help with you not being too concerned about having a low price because generally people will look at the overall reviews of the of the host, not just of, of the property. Yeah. If they're <laughs> that's if you can get them to click through first, right? That's the, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. that's the first part. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Um, all right. So I'm really curious about the fifth factor of the of the plan, the fifth part, 
which is uh, throwing your weight around. I, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't really know what to call it either. It's pretty much like all the all the things that you can do after you've got a listing in place and you know, you're building up reviews and you have the opportunity to to throw your weight around. I guess we, you know, I've got a few, I've got a few notes here. Maybe the first thing I talk about is just general listing optimizations. Um, you know, changing photos frequently is 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 quite helpful, but also changing photos based on the overall lead time that a potential guest is coming to. So, you know, if if it's uh let's say you 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 have a cabin and it snows there, you've got snow, you've got snow pictures. Yeah, so you've got winter pictures and you've got summer pictures. Mm. You know, try to adjust your photos based on the the lead time, so that people are you know you're getting people in the mood for them to to stay at your property. I would not say that this works all the time, <laughs> and that's why you just got to test things out, right? So at least in in Rank Breeze, what we have is it's like a it's like a light A/B testing tool where you can change a photo and you can kind of see, okay, did that did that help my rankings or did that did that improve my rankings? Another thing that that we do from an SEO perspective is um, we call them SEO campaigns. They're these basically these little different things that you can do. Like for example, like you know, wishlist a property. You can ask a friend to go and click on your property. There's another ranking factor which is called time on page. Time on page is how long a person spends on your property. That's that's another factor that Airbnb looks at in order for them to rank your property. And we've just noticed that with these different things that you're kind of doing, you'll kind of start doubling down on, on certain things that are working for you. Uh, but as long as you're kind of giving them space, so you know, don't go too crazy with your optimizations because ultimately Airbnb actually needs some time to collect data about your property. So you know, if you're going to change your photo or at least your cover photo there, don't don't change it back the next day because you didn't get a booking. You just you need way more time because there's different search traffic on Airbnb. I, I don't know actually when people generally search for Airbnb uh, the most, but you know I'm sure there there's actually some 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 data around that they have. But yeah, you just want to give it a little bit of time. You know, if you're going to make a change to your photo, give it a week, give it two weeks if you can, and see how that goes because that gives Airbnb enough time to essentially quantify whether or not this change in your photo improved what they can tell is your click-through rate, right? And and all those things like that, that kind of work together. Uh, you know, click-through rates, time on page, wishlisting, all those little tiny little adjustments that you can do, um, as well as just trying to get people to, you know, when the, you know, sometimes you'll want to adjust your, your conversions. So you'll notice maybe at least based on your comparison to the market, perhaps you have a lower booking rate than others. So, you know, it's generally these questions of, okay, what can I do to improve my conversions? You know, if somebody lands on my listing, they either should be booking (laughs) or they should be contacting us, right? They should not be going back. So whatever you can do to, to stimulate that, whether it's, you know, literally saying, in the month of December, anybody that books a weekday uh, gets a free bottle of wine or something like that included. You know, just just these little tiny things on how you can improve a little bit the the conversions. But you got to have your listing up, you got to price it and all that kind of stuff first. So that's why this is what it's like to, to throw your weight around. Probably another thing that maybe would make sense here is sometimes, you know, there are opportunities to, and it's really up to you. I'm not saying that this is a good thing to do, but it's it's something to think about if you are, if, if you're open to it. And that's about uh, basically splitting up your listing. So if you have a very, very big property, then you can split your listing into parent and child listings so that you can essentially, you'll have, you know, you have your whole home, 
you've got your entire home and you've got, let's say the upstairs and you've got the downstairs. And if they're separate and they kind of have their own laundry, <laughs> let's say, then, then they're pretty separate suites ultimately. And that way, you know, when somebody is searching on Airbnb, they're not just going to see one of your listings. They're going to see all three of your listings. And that's going to help you throw your weight around. Of course, there's some, some pricing things like that that are involved, but also you have to make sure that when you're doing that, you can actually assign a listing in Airbnb as a, as a child listing. So there's an area to do, to do that. And uh, you can take advantage of that. Asking people to stay, asking people that are coming, whether they want to stay longer or where they want to come earlier. I'm pretty sure Jasper's probably already spoken about this on the podcast before, but you know, if, if this is, maybe this is your first episode of, of get paid for your pad. And uh, that's, that's one thing that's really, really, really helpful. I mean, it should honestly be standardized <laughs> because it's, it's, it just makes a lot of sense to, to, to ask those people and, and uh, it doesn't cost you anything and it just gives you an extra booking as well. If you can, if you can fit it in. Yeah. And then, you know, the final point I have around, around throwing your weight around is the idea of bringing guests back to your property. There's certainly a few different ways to do that. Of course, there's, you know, reaching out to them through, through Airbnb, but there's also maybe the grander idea of essentially using Airbnb to create your brand. Um, it's not necessarily you have a brand and then it's just like this big brand all of a sudden it's, it's using Airbnb to build your own brand and then getting those customers or getting those, those, those guests to come and then stimulating them to come back. There's a few ways to do that, but I think generally it's, you know, you could do text, you could do email. Well, text would be included with, with, with the Airbnb, Airbnb messages, but you know, if you're using those different channels and we could definitely, you know, we could probably talk an hour about, about that particular aspect too, right. About growing a, brand on Airbnb and then and then using that to bring back more direct bookings either on Airbnb or of course through your through your channel. Some people just don't like booking directly. It's just how it is. Some people <laughs> would just rather book on Airbnb. Yeah. They just like it and they they want to build up their reviews. It's just it's just mm -hmm. how it is. Yeah, 100%. I think you always want to have uh Airbnb um as part of your your marketing uh strategy, right? Cuz it's just uh it's just a the biggest platform in uh in the, in the industry, right? So yeah, but yeah investing I think those billions are, of dollars every yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but these are solid points, man. Like I, I love the the way to fill up calendar gaps, right? With the extending asking people if they want to come early or stay longer, which is a lot of people are pretty flexible right now. So that's uh that's not a long shot, pretty feasible for, for a lot of people right now, right? I know that we're, you know, we're pretty deep into this thing. I know the U.S. in general is pretty open, but there's a lot of places right now that are going back into restrictions and things like that. And you know, the travel restrictions definitely still exist. You know, that's not really necessarily a negative too. Right now is actually the best opportunity to get return bookings because all those people you know are in your own country mm -hmm. for the most part, and just getting them and building up your 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 guest database, I guess, yeah. is honestly essential right now. I meet a lot of people who are are saying that, you know, they're collecting emails and stuff like that, but they're not doing anything with it. I'm not saying you send them an email all the time, but you got to send them at least one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you know, just, just one email so that they know yeah. who you are and stuff like that. Because nobody wants to get an email 10 months down the road and they don't quite remember exactly mm -hmm. how this email went and and the likelihood of going into spam is, is is quite high at that point too yeah and you know it's actually interesting like uh, a lot of our guests have actually reached out to us 
saying that they're flexible and they're saying like, Hey, if you, if you have like, if your unit in one of your cabins is not booked and you're, you know, you're, you're offering like a really good price, let us know. Cause we live an hour away and we can, you know, we're working remotely. We can hop in the car and we'll be there within an hour. Right. Yeah. So I guess are actually asking, they're requesting for us to, you know, to send them an update, to send them an email and say like, Hey, you know, we got some, some gaps in our calendar. We're, we're offering those days at 50% off. If you mm-hmm. want to come, you know, here's, here's the link to our direct booking website or to our Airbnb listing. You don't need a direct booking website to, to remarket to your guests. You can, you can even just send them back to the Airbnb listing if you wanted to, you know, I think preferably you would, you would build up that, uh, that stream of direct bookings. Right. But you could even do it. You could even use your Airbnb listings for that. So I think that's a that's a really good point. That's something that we teach in Legends X is uh, that we put a lot of emphasis on is use Airbnb as your to source the customer. But once the customer has stayed with you, once the guest has stayed with you, now it's your customer, right? So now you can take ownership of that customer, and uh, and I think Airbnb is fine with that. So yeah, man. Well, now I learned something. I learned that uh, what throwing your weight around means. So thank you for uh, educating me. Elbows out, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, that was uh, that was awesome. Thank you so much for uh, for jumping on and uh, and bringing uh, bringing the value here. Thanks a lot, Jasper. I uh, I really appreciate you letting me come back on the podcast and uh, speak to the get paid for your pad family. Yeah, and that family is uh, growing quickly. You know, it's uh, the downloads are growing up, so we're super uh, super excited about that. Um, but yeah, let maybe the... I can get into that top five again with this with this episode. Maybe hopefully. we'll see, man. Well, <laughs> leave us a review and get some, get some of your people to leave us a review because that really uh, pumps up the downloads. So I will. <laughs> awesome, man. So where can people go if they want to learn more from you or sign up for your uh, service? So they can go to rankbreeze.com forward slash GPYP. Get paid for your pad in acronyms. I think that's probably one way. Um, We have a special page for get paid for your pad. We have a link, I thought. I'm sorry, I should have had it on there. But in general, it's okay. If uh, if you heard us on the podcast, uh, just let us know. There's usually like a little like a little form that says like, how did you hear from us? And if you write Jasper, then, then, um, then we'll definitely um, make sure to, to pay attention extra to your, to your account. Yeah. Just find us at rankbreeze.com. We're a software and services company, essentially to help you with uh, three areas, your search rankings, your pricing, as well as your market data. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for joining today. And uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. So the listeners, thank you for listening. And of course, Eric and I will be back on Friday with another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Until then. Get paid for your pad. 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 If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information. 
and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.